15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Today we have a special guest, Jeff Reese. Jeff Reese is the president of the Houston Peace and Justice Center, a very important organization, activist organization here in Houston, Texas. Look, you know, we talk about doing the local, the national, and the international. Well, today we have Jeff. Jeff, first of all, welcome to Politics and Right. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Egberto. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, look, it's important because, you know what, we do a whole lot of, uh, of interviews with a whole lot of people that are doing a whole lot of good things. And we think that is the only way we're going to get that kind of a message out to let people understand that this is how you make change, being active within the community, being active within organizations. Jeff, before we get started, I know you're president of HPJC, but I want to know who the hell is Jeff Reese first. So tell us a little bit about you by looking in that camera and telling us who you are. Alberto, uh, you know, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel when you got me on here, I'm afraid. I, uh, I retired after 26 years of the Harris County Sheriff's Department, but I uh, prepared for my law enforcement career by going to art school. I, uh, I do psychedelic artwork, and so I have to paint under an alias, uh, Solomon Cain, uh, so I can put the initials SK, which is, stands for Soren Kierkegaard, the father of existentialism, who was a Danish philosopher and a big fan of his. So, um, I have a kind of a mixed bag. I, I wound up as the president of the Houston Peace and Justice Center, not because I wanted to, but because basically nobody else would do it. And after I took the job, I found out why. So, but at the same time, there's nothing more important than peace and justice. Uh, it's the reason I became a police officer. Same thing, I'm not, I don't feel that I've changed sides whatsoever. I, I taught mental health. I was a, um, a help form the new mental health unit for the Harris County Sheriff's Department. I've been published nationally. I, I, I wrote on uh, religion and mental illness and uh, crisis intervention. I was a suicide counselor, uh, amongst other things. And so it's kind of, for me, a natural fit for the Houston Peace and Justice Center. There's a, a peaceful way to solve problems. I, I think um, it, it takes a little effort, but it's, much, it's, it's worth the effort, Egberto, I, I think. Well, you know, it's great to hear that we have a police officer, a former police officer that talks about mental issues, that talks about uh, people uh, in, in the state of committing suicide and that sort of thing. Because what we have right now is, you know, all the issues we have with the police department. We can go into some of that later on. But the idea that we have somebody that says, I understand those particular issues are, uh, are, are problematic in society and doesn't always require a gun as the solution but likely being able to talk people down. So before we get into HPJC, tell me a little bit about that, because as we've seen in Rochester, New York, and a lot of other places, uh, police officers have, have overreacted many times because maybe they didn't have your training, and what can we do about that? Well, see, that, that's the issue. Um, they, they have had the training. that They rejected the training, uh, unfortunately. Um, people that know violence, and that's the only way they know how to solve a problem, they resort to violence. That's the first thing they do. And too many police officers are taught a very militaristic uh, 
way to police. A lot of times they actually recruit from ex-military. Uh, a lot of times these individuals have just come from uh, Iraq or Afghanistan. And then you take them over here, you give them a gun and a badge, and already they look at everyone as being the enemy. That, and that's the problem. They see everyone as the enemy, and, and there's a, a camaraderie, a peer pressure that most police officers have, and that's that thin blue line, you never cross it. And no. I all over it in my career, so I'm not, maybe not the best person to tell you about that. Well, I mean, let me, you, you've been a cop, so, and I think you kind of opened the door as far as when you tell me that um, the, the police officers have a tendency to look at everybody as the enemy. While I, I, I take that on merit, I want to ask another question and for you to answer on merit. Um, it seems, however, that the enemy generally has a more colorful hue, if you know what I mean. Tell me, how have you seen that within the departments that you've worked, not necessarily your own, but the, the departments as a whole? Yes, especially my, the one that I, I came from. Um, and, I, and I did talk about systemic racism in, in law enforcement. You, you've got to realize um, back in the day, and it's still that way, it's a very controlled environment. They solicit from basically a high school area of, of level of education. Now they've created professionalism calls for some college or college degrees, but a lot of times they, they recruit from Caucasian middle income areas. And these people have not had any interactions with anybody else, but people that are like them. And people fear what's different, unfortunately. So when you put someone in that situation and then you train them, you train them uh, that they, these people are the enemy, all right? That uh, it's better to be tried by 12 than carried by six. And no matter what happens at the end of your shift, you're going to go home and you train these people. That's exactly what they're going out there with. Unfortunately, they don't realize what about the other people out there that have families that want their loved one to come home also. And now, and now I, I would give you that, uh, but, uh, but there's a special that I, I think there's probably a good number of people that follow that scenario that you said. But when you look at what happened to George Floyd, that was a special kind of hate that wasn't, uh, I feared for my life, don't you think? Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible X-Fi gateway. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. Oh, well, definitely. That, that whole thing, when that man looked at the camera, he knew he was being filmed, and he smiled while he allowed this man to die at his hands. That was emblematic, if you will, problematic of the whole situation. That summed it up. And that's why so many people protested, including myself, went out on the street and said, hey, wait, what do you do? What's going on here? Finally, this is the first time more people of lighter complexion stood with people of darker complexion when it finally sunk in the fact of what's really going on out there. 
And the problem is you need to realize the man that did that was a training officer. He wasn't just any officer. He was a training officer who did what? He enabled people to be just like him. In fact, if you didn't act like him, you would be failed out. You'd be washed out of law enforcement if you didn't act like him. That was the norm, okay? And it reminds me, um, Egberto, there's a, a Chinese philosopher, I think it was Lunan, I can't remember his name, so don't quote me on you know, the exact person. Back in the Middle Ages, they had this philosophy that we separate things that should never be separated. They had the viewpoint that the whole human race is one big family. They said the problem was some of us don't treat the others as family members. And that's the truth. Would you step on your brother's neck and cause him to die? If he was a cousin, a brother-in-law, a sister-in-law, you know, what about your father and mother? These are the same people that are out there, but they've allowed us to separate things and view us as different. And it's kind of like the duopoly, if you will, when politics done right, we had Democrats and Republican. But, you know, I think the saying is both wings belong to the same bird. You know, it's not about Republican and Democrat. It's not about conservative and liberal. It's not about black and white. It's about all of us together. You know, and I, I think if you think of what Rodney King said, can't we all just get along? Isn't that sad? Well, you know, having a police officer, a former police officer, police trainer, police manager, as now the president of HPJC Houston Peace and Justice Center, I think that it, um, maybe you thought nobody else wanted the job. Maybe they just wanted an officer who had a heart and who could see things the way they should be seen. Uh, up on, you know, you know, for at the helm for a while. So anyhow, tell me a little bit about what you do. Uh, first of all, tell me a little bit about what HPJC does, Houston Peace and Justice Center. Well, the Houston Peace and Justice Center, I, I first came across Dave Atwood. I don't know if you know Dave. I think yes, Dave is on your show. Very well. Yes, he's a, good, he's a good man. I have an art studio and he had come by my art studio when I was still a police officer and I talked to Dave. So in the back of my mind, when I retired, I kind of knew what direction I was going to go into anyway. Um, however, the Houston Peace and Justice Center is kind of like a, a, an amalgamation. It's the clearinghouse, supposedly, of all the peace activists. Their goal was, and, and Ted and I are working on this uh, because, you know, some of the mission statement and the vision statement needs to be modified to fit reality. And I think the goal of the Houston Peace and Justice Center was to be this clearinghouse, this great place where all the activists could come together and get information, where if we come together as one, we have power. As long as we're fragmented and, and disjointed, we, we don't have power, and that's what the system wants. It wants to keep us separated. They want us to keep viewing us as different. However, the Houston Peace and Justice Center, to me, is the one place where we're all one person. We're all one people. We're all so together. Same goal. Let me see if I get you right. That means that different different organizations, irrespective of what they support, as long as they're supporting peace, justice, etc., yes. they can come and meet together at the, the the blogs that we have, the website that we have, set up events and all that sort of stuff, so that it is shared among all these groups that have a, a common interest in whatever form, correct? Exactly. Exactly. We have a calendar of events on our website. Any organization that is peace and justice or anything that's related to peace and justice, you can come and post on our website. We'll allow you. That's a gatekeeper. It's a WordPress site. I think you probably learned a little bit about that today, Egberto. Right. However, 
anybody can do that. And then it has to be approved. And then it's posted on our calendar of events. So anybody can get their event out there and get more publicity and more uh, acknowledgement of what's going on in the peace and justice movement in Houston. Now, this uh, organization as well, I think do, uh, it, it actually does things on its own. In other words, it has several major events uh, throughout the year. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, yes, and we're trying to expand upon that a little bit. We, our, our big thing is our, our Peace Awards. Uh, it used to be a banquet. Last year it was a Zoom. But uh, we, we pick a national award winner, and we pick local award winners. And we, we picked you, Alberto. I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago. Um, for all your effort, you, you need to be recognized. And, and that was a long time coming. And we were happy to award you our local Peacemaker Award. And, and that was well-deserved. And so that's what we do. We try to recognize people that are trying to strive for peace and justice. And, and so that's, that's one aspect that we have. We also have working groups, all right? We have a foreign and military alliance that Joe Marcinkowski heads up. And we have criminal justice, which Dave Atwood heads up. And that's also civil rights. We have economic justice. We have environmental justice. And we have peace camp. And, and this is where everything begins. If you train a child when they're young about peace and justice, when they grow up, they'll have a different perspective. And I, I think that's been sorely lacking here in America. We don't teach what we should teach our children. And, and my wife's a second grade school teacher, so I can tell you. They've taken civics out of the elementary schools. They've taken so many things out. And what they're teaching, they teach memorization. And the Chinese, going back to Lunan when he said that we separate things we shouldn't separate, um, they, they viewed the way we educated our children as a form of mental illness. I'm Robert Conti, Chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. I have an urgent message. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities have increased in D.C. And I need your help to reverse this troubling trend. Did you know that using a seatbelt can drastically reduce the risk of death or serious injury to you or a loved one? Seatbelts save lives, and together we can accomplish a safer community. Let's make Vision Zero a reality in D.C. Always wear your seatbelt. Click it or ticket. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. We teach people to memorize. That's not educating them. All right. We used to teach rhetoric. We used to teach integrity and, 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 and things in, in our school system that they're not really there. And we need to bring them back, I think. And so with Peace Camp, I think what we're trying to do is teach these kids. You can resolve a, a, a situation nonviolently. You don't have to shoot each other. You don't have to have road rage on the street where people pull over and kill each other. They shot a nine-year-old girl. And I think if that person stopped and asked them, hey, you really want to shoot a nine-year-old girl in the head? Mm -hmm. Of course not. But they're not thinking and they're acting out of anger. And going back to, I think his name was Lunan, he said this. He said, we separate things. He says, the problem is this. We look at life as 
as as different and separated. We look at death as as a uh, deviation and a long life as a norm. He says, but that's not true. It's you know we're going to die. All right. We look at sickness as a deviation and health as a norm. But he says you're going to be sick throughout life. There's going to be a time where you're going to be ill. All right. There's going to be time where you're healthy. All this is intertwined. Life and death is intertwined. And he went on to say many different things. But basically this is that we separate things that we shouldn't separate. We have to look at each other as one big family. And this is a giant whole. And it is to our own benefit to make sure that our brothers and sisters are taken care of. That is so true. You know, a few weeks ago, I interviewed uh, Helen Lee uh, Bougies. She's a, a found founder of the uh, Reboot Foundation, and she said something similar. She said, one of the things that we have lacking, why things like fake news is so, so prevalent now is that we don't have critical thinking. And believe it or not, there's some intersectionality with what you just said, because what you just said is, we're, we're teaching our kids just to memorize, memorize tests, not to critically think things through. And if you don't critically think things through, if I tell you something about somebody, you just take it at face value. You don't try to evaluate why is it that we're not looking into the humanity of someone. So, I mean, I think you hit that nail on the head, my brother. I think you hit that nail on the head. Now, what's, uh, what, how, uh, how long have you been president of uh, the HPJC? Well, I'm in my third year now, and I'm term limited, so we need to find a replacement for me, thank God. Um, uh, you know, uh, it, it's time for a change, and the bylaws are written in such a way, which is a good thing, that it, the positions have a three-year, at least the presidency does, uh, a limitation, and it's, it's time for someone else to step in and do the job. Well, I mean, you've been doing a, a great job, and, uh, you know, if, if the bylaws say something, it says something, and I guess... Uh, uh, you'll, you'll, you, you're already, I, I noticed you're already prepping folks to come and, 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 oh, yeah. and, and, and take over the reins. <laughs> yes. yes, I am. <laughs> you know, but, but that is good. So uh, what's in your future after you're done in December? Well, you know, you never, peace and justice, you got, it, it's something that's constant until you die, you're going to keep working for it. I mean, if you're really uh, dedicated, so that's never going to change. Um, but I guess, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I'll be alive tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I think we're, we're so afraid of death that we, we don't live. And so every day is a great day. Uh, I, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I can't tell you what I'm going to do next year. I might not be here. I, I'm, you know, who knows? Eventually I won't be here. We'll all, we all have to go to that and transition to that next existence. So, well, uh, I am pretty sure, Jeff, you're going to be here for quite some time. I'm pretty sure when you leave the presidency of the, uh, of the uh, Houston Peace and Justice Center that you'll be right there with the Houston Peace and Justice Center doing what you've always done, which is being a part of Houston. Not only Houston, being a part of peace and justice throughout the country. So, Jeff, I, this is a question I ask everybody at the end of an interview. What would you have liked me to ask you that I didn't? You know, that, that's the million-dollar question. I, I listen to your show all the time, Egberto, and I hear you ask that of everyone, and I'm thinking, you know, I just never thought I would be in that position to be asked that question. But since you ask it, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, that's, a, that's a really good, uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, the, the, there's no, the, the thing is, there are no bad questions, and, and so... I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, it's well, kinda... you know, that, that's good. I mean, if, if you say you don't know, I feel kind of good. That means I asked you quite a bit of questions. And, you know, so, hey, look, uh, let me tell you, Jeff, please keep doing what you're doing, because I think uh, 
society needs good people doing good things. And, uh, and if, if what you're doing is a net positive for society, then society gets better. So thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. And you have a great rest of your day. Thank you very much. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel. But now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council.